I'm just reveling in the fact that it is Friday, ain't it? Mm-hmm. I ain't left the house since Tuesday. <laughs> I ain't spent no money, done nothing. I've done stuff here, but I haven't had to be, you know, held accountable for social interactions. Feels good, doesn't it? I haven't posted on my story. Days. Almost shared something last night, just be like, yo, I'm alive, but I thought that's too much. So are you happy about I'm this? I'm so energized. Okay, good. I okay. don't, don't want to leave. There's no reason to. I mean, there's I got- a few reasons. I I need. I should hit the store. <laughs> you know, running low on toothpaste. Yeah. Only got about one or two squares of paper towel left. Shaving cream is shaving is gone. creams gone. I asked you to do those things. I had to work last night. I was working over at Sporting. We had a a celebration for the stadium crew. I tell you what, concessions they get lit. They know how to party. They know how to party, girl. Between concessions and stadium operations. Boy, oh boy, I believe. I believe they got They up. deal with the worst kinds of people, though, all the time. So they it's deserve true. that. It's that's true. true. So I'm sorry I couldn't go to the store. That's that's on me. But you know what else is on me? Charlie Hustle. Hustle, comma, Charlie. Hustle, comma, Charlie. What does any of this mean? Well, it means that if you have holidays coming up, mm-hmm. you got friends and family. You, you got friends? They, shut up. I said whether y'all got friends and family. <laughs> That means you can get 20% off your freaking gift order in-store, online. Text my man, Chuck. Chuck you up. Get 20% off your entire order. KCMS20. Save a couple dollars. KCMS20. That's sexy. That's so sexy, baby, right? A couple more bucks in your pocket. Thank you, Chuck. What is this character? Who is that? Someone very happy about saving money this holiday season. Kitty! Yep. You want to do a weather dealio? I actually don't. I don't. You know why? I got bamboozled. (laughs) I didn't look at the weather app today, but I did look outside, you know. I looked outside. Mm -hmm. This is the one con of not having a patio or accessible door to the outside world. I kind of hate that. In a fire, we're (laughs) fucked. It's freaking cold. It's a little chilly outside. Not a little chilly. Lolita and I ran back inside after she finished her business because we were both like, F this ish. Cloudy skies on your Friday, your red Friday in Kansas City. 41 degrees. That is 
That's the hype today. I guess we're in it. Hey, welcome to November. This is what it's supposed to feel like. I don't even know what that was before. It was 70 like last week. Winds out of the northwest 20 to 30 MPHs. That's probably what's Those oh. winds are redonk. The occasional gust kitty of over 40 miles an hour. Occasional, my butt. Them gusts were coming in pairs. This evening, 27 degrees. Ain't leaving the house today. 48 and partly cloudy for your Saturday. 52 and partly cloudy for your Sunday. And then on Monday, look at that, 62. You going to turn it around? I have to wait for the worst day of the week to be 62? Yeah. 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 Happy weekend, fools. That's your weather daily. Oh, on your KC. Oh, baby. Kitty. Yeah. What's the word? You got you got anything? I ain't got jackedly. Same here. Boy, we were deprived of that. What if it had been real? What, that mashup? At yeah. The beginning? Dope, right? That was one of the most bisexual mashups of all time. <laughs> what what do you mean? That would have been a gay anthem had Phil Collins and Michael Jackson actually teamed up and made that fing song. That call and response was it was good, wasn't it? Oof. That was a perfect mashup. Who was that? Well, that guy DJ our wedding. Absolutely. I had absolutely no reason to play Screw that. Screw the dress. We'll thrift it. Send all the money to that mashup man. DJ Sick Kick Music. Wow. He is on the sick kicks. Apparently, it's taken over TikTok by storm. Young people love to learn about Phil Collins. It baffles me. And they love TikTok. This is true. Put those two things together. What in the heck of a deal? You got a viral sensation courtesy of DJ Sidekick Music. DJ Sidekick Music. All DJs should aspire to that level of... World star. Of rocking. We're going to be rocking and rolling on this show. Hell of a transition there, Kitty. And I've been thinking about this for a few weeks. Maybe Fridays should just be like our hybrid show. Maybe we don't do so much of the news on Fridays. Just kind of keep it Friday cool. Fresh. Friday fresh. I think we just found our title. So on the show today, because I got to work, Kitty's still under a self-imposed house arrest. So I think we're going to hang out with the homies today. We got the fellas from Vine Street Brewing. Very excited for y'all to hear from them. Black-owned brewing company in Kansas City. And they've got a beer collaboration out today. So we'll talk more about that on the show. We're going to get a Sampy. We should get a Sampy. See, that's why I need to have you on these interviews because you you get to the brass tacks of it all. I'm over here trying to fluff them and, you know, try to brag on them. And you're like, How Yo. am I going to fluff or brag if I don't know what your product's made of? Yeah, Has it wrong. got the goods? Has it got the grit? That being said, sponsors always pending. And we wrap this Friday Fresh KC Morning Show with Benny Heiss. A little sports and stuff with our guy, Benny Heiss. How's that sound, kitty? You good with that? Yeah, that's cool with me. Also, I do love Charlie Hustle. Wear them on the regs. Then my boys keep it tight. What is happening? You've gone from like a country thing to now a, I don't even know what that was. I'm a fan of every single one of them. And she's got a bunch of them. Where can these folks find you, Kitty? They can't because I'm at home. <laughs> Actually, I might be on the interweb, but I ain't posting nothing. But you can look anyways at Holy Hearts. If I do post and you did hear this, send me a thumbs up. Hey, I posted one of you, and it was good. You can get me at Hartzell965. Check out what I posted. You can get the Casey Morning Show at the Casey Morning Show on Insta. I think the kids abbreviate it as IG at Casey Morning Show for the Twitters and the Facebooks. Like, rate, subscribe, review. Tell your ma. Tell your grandma. Mm-hmm. Tell pa. Sorry, I always forget to include that one. A good day to be in Kansas City, and yeah, so good. It's my default. <laughs> Up next, Five Street Brewing and Benny Heist. We'll see you in the morning.
Bye. Adios. If there's one thing that I found is as true as the sunrise, it's that I like being on there with hot sauce. The Casey Morning Show. I am pumped for y'all to hear this. We got Elliot, we got Woody, we got Kimmet, which means we have Vine Street Brewing on your KC Morning Show. Hold on, what am I doing? I got to put some respect on y'all's name. Co-founders of Vine Street Brewing. And in fact, I think y'all got a beer dropping right now. I guess it's dropping today, right? So my friends, tell us everything. How do we get here? Congratulations. The floor is yours. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Give me the backstory. How do we get here? We got three dope dudes who decided to open up a brewery in the middle of a pandemic. What the hell are y'all doing? (laughs) (laughs) So tell me how this happened. Yeah. So I guess I'll take that one. So these guys, Woody and Elliot, have been brewing for several years now as home brewers and just being pretty active in the beer scene here in Kansas City. You know, I worked at a brewery in 2013 and always was just in love with the idea of breweries and just beer in general, just fell in love with craft beer. And and not only that, but just the beer community, uh, especially here in Kansas City. So I think uh, I met Woody at Hip Hop Saray, which is a beer festival he put on uh, a few years ago. And I just loved, I love that festival. It's like my favorite beer festival I've ever went to. And so I was like, you know, at some point I love to work with Woody on something. Since I worked at a brewery, I was like, it would be dope to have, you know, our own brewery. We didn't have one yet here in Kansas City. And obviously, you know, my first thought is like, all right, well, I got to do it with Woody. So um, I hit Woody up and uh, I'll let Woody take it from there. <laughs> when he actually talked to me about it, I, I was, uh, you know, sitting around and he's like, hey, so what, what is your thoughts on this? And my first thoughts was like, I don't really know about this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, because I knew that this would be something that would be, a, you know, huge undertaking. And then I kind of thought to myself you know there was a guy that i had admired his beers and you know we had we had always talked beer and i was like you know what there's there's somebody i need to call just to make sure that uh he's on board and then we could you know all do this together and you know that person was elliot and you know elliot and i we had a conversation about it and and then um you know we all got together and and just you know after time we just really felt like you know the chemistry was there the energy was there and we just felt like it was uh an opportunity for us to do something special. Elliot, you got anything? Like Woody stated, you know, I was brought in and I knew Woody through hip hop as well. So met him through the festival that he threw on. And I really liked the whole vibe and like the new, kind of like a new culture of the Kansas City beer that Woody was bringing. And then after meeting Kimmet and hearing the vision, his vision that he had for what is now Vine Street, we didn't know at the time, I really bought into the whole vision that Kimmet had. And so I was excited that honestly that they invited me on to the project. I've worked with Kimmet a little bit in the past. So Elliot, Woody, you know, what is a bit of your backstory? I know when I think Kimmet, I think of music. And so when I saw this announcement, I was like, whoa, what is my guy doing? It seems like all <laughs> you are doing a bit of a pivot, a pivot in a pandemic. That takes... That takes stones, fellas. Like, I mean, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could do that. What is it like now basically taking this, this leap of faith? This is Woody. Um, I mean, uh, definitely a lot of, uh, lack of sleep from uh, nervousness of uh, like this this pandemic pivot that you talk about. <laughs> I've actually been at Ford Motor Company on the assembly line for almost 20 years. Uh, homebrewing actually kind of changed my life. Basically gave me a creativity side that I never knew that I really had and that I loved. And I really started to experiment with that. And that is uh, why I'm here today. I, I just, I love the creativity that uh, beer can offer me and, and can offer you know, anybody that tries our beer, the pivot is, is because of that. You know, I, I love, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I love working my Ford job, but um, I, I just needed something more. And this is, 
just a whole lot more for me. Yeah, and so for me, I'm currently a project manager at Honeywell, and I've been at that company for eight years. I have an engineering background, so I have a plastics engineering technology background. So I fell in love with like the process of home brewing. I've always been interested in how things are made, and so getting down to like how beer was made was really interesting. But then it was also really complex in terms of all the tech. When you can dive into like kind of some of the technical side of brewing, it can get it can get to be a lot. And so exploring that was really what caught my love for home brewing just being able to make small changes and then being able to taste the change versus see the change, which is an interesting concept in my opinion. Just kind of going back to your um, COVID comment, it was one of the things that really got me thinking about my future and everything was on the drawing board at that time. And I was like, you know, obviously like music is going to be with me forever. It will never go away. I don't, you know, it's just kind of part of the deal. It's a package deal. (laughs) So I knew that I didn't have any trouble like sticking with music. But I wanted to do something to have a bigger impact and I wanted to use, you know, my I wanted to leverage the, the, the foundation that I built in Kansas City for the past 12 years or whatever in the music scene to push something, you know, push a narrative forward that should be told and uh, give an opportunity that should be that should be there. And so the other thing I was telling Woody and, and Elliot about, like this whole process of starting a brewery was for whatever reason, and I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I kept seeing a, a brewery in my future. And, you know, during the pandemic, I was like, okay, well, when is that going to happen? You're 34 now, you're young enough to where you can do a stupid decision like this, but old enough where you need to make it now. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of where it landed for me. And, and I kind of started laying the foundations for this, even before I even approached Woody and Elliot, you know, I was working with Crane, releasing Black is Beautiful, you know, I released another beer with Crane, Eyes on the Street, that coincided with two albums that were released. And so, you know, I was really laying the foundation for this, um, you know, before I even knew it. So I, really, it just kind of felt like destiny. You were saying that the, the beer scene, the beer community, the craft beer community, at least, you said it was a solid group. Can you kind of explain some of that? I feel like I'm stepping on the lead. Y'all a bunch of black dudes opened up a brewery. That's just not something yeah. you see or hear a lot. Not only is this a cool venture, I think you all take this as a responsibility as well. Can you explain that? Yeah, and this is Woody again. You know, uh, just being around the uh, craft beer scene for, I mean, long before I, I ever brewed a beer, the craft beer scene for me is, you know, it's really a part of my family. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, w- without them, if I'm being honest, there is no me as far as like a commercial brewer or a home brewer. I mean, they actually, some of them were very adamant about trying to get me to brew beer and I was against it at first and they pushed me and, and poked me and prodded me and then they then I finally uh, gave me in and I loved it. And, and even just from a standpoint of us trying to build something as far as, you know, Vine Street, from the Kansas City scene, there's virtually not many people that, that we can call and have a conversation with and they shut our doors. I mean, they, everybody's very inviting. Everybody's excited about what we're doing and uh, we're just excited to be a part of this, you know, because it, it is a community that I feel like once more people get into it, they can really see that is, you know, it's just really all love for real. Yeah, yeah, and I'll piggyback on that too, Mrs. Kimmett. I would say the, the beer community is unlike any other other community. I feel like in Kansas City, especially because of how collaborative everyone is, people like to share recipes. Obviously, everybody's like, you know, going to put their best foot forward and, you know, it's a healthy competition or uh, competitive nature, but it really has been incredible. And everybody involved in all the breweries, from front of house to back of house, from the brewers to the scientists to folks 
folks that used to brew and it's just been awesome. And in fact, I was at Ali Correct yesterday and I was in another meeting and then one of the uh, sales guys, the double shift overheard my conversation. It was like, Hey, what's up, man? I'm with double shift. We had another 45 minute conversation. It's like, you can't really find that anywhere else. And that's what I'm really excited about. Cause honestly, that's the ideal situation that you want in an industry and want in a profession is that type of peer collaboration and, and just camaraderie. Like it's, it's it's a beautiful thing and we've got a ways to go as far as like you know dealing with our equity issues and and representation but i would say the foundations are are, are prime we just need to, to invite the folks in yeah and kim it is you know it was great that you said something about inviting the folks in i mean because before i was even approached with this situation i, I mean I, I took calls from owners and brewers from this city that were asking you know hey what do we need to do to incorporate more you know more of the african-american community and 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 get them involved in in what we're doing i mean because they you know because you know everybody knows that it's important that is that this is something that you know needs to happen for us to grow as, as a community so i mean everybody's like i said everybody's just really excited about it and it's just been honestly so incredible to watch i mean the response i just saw on twitter when you all made the announcement and it went viral y'all like for the best ways and it was so good to see and we hadn't tasted a damn thing yet but we already knew this is going to be awesome i saw this week we got a logo we got colors it looks awesome and now we got a beer out so tell us what we got today elliot you want to hit that yeah we had a black lager called Transporting Vines that's dropping at Transport Brewery this evening. It's a American black lager and it's got a nice deep black color. Which I'll have like a nice little can head. So you'll get notes of nuts, cola, and a little bit of chocolate. But it'll be a really smooth and really easy drinking beer. Relatively low ABV. I believe it's around 5%. It'll look dark. You know, I know some people look at dark beers, it doesn't seem approachable. But once you get that first sip, it's very inviting. You're hooked. I had it yesterday and I lost all control. <laughs> I had another one and then I had another. <laughs> I need to have this. I think we all need to have this. Where can we go to get it? Yeah, you can get it at Transport Brewing. I think it's in downtown Shawnee. Really amazing building as well. Cool neighborhood. So yeah, come through six to eight or nine. I think they close at 10. So yeah, just come through the transport. Transporting vines. I love it. I guess what is, <laughs> what's the timeline, fellas? What are we thinking? Yeah, so we just released the logo, which I think you saw. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, big shout out to Whiskey Design for whipping that up. That was game changer for sure. So be on the lookout for merch that will potentially drop in the next few weeks. And then, you know, as far as the collaborations go, we might have a couple more between now and when we open. So be on the lookout for those announcements. And then, you know, we'll hopefully, uh, you know, take possession of our space in, in March and, and, and start brewing on our permanent system. And then hopefully in April, fingers crossed, we'll be able to uh, to be open to the public. The day is coming, the circle on the calendar. Yeah. What's that feel? I mean, I feel like I'm at the top of a rocket ship, basically. <laughs> <laughs> We're blasting off, you know, it's like, here we are, we're doing this. And we got a lot of power behind us. So it's exhilarating, it's frightening, but at the end of the day, it's exciting. And I'm, I'm happy to do this with my brothers, so. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's definitely a whirlwind of emotions to say the least, and then just a lot of stuff to get done. But like Kim had said, we got a lot of great momentum pushing us forward. Close us out, Woody. How you feel? It, it, you know, I feel like I feel like I'm still just a, a old man going into Ford and doing my stuff every day. And then like, there's always something that lets me know, okay, I really have something crazy to look forward to. You know, I'm really excited to like show our interpretation on you know, our, our beer, just give everybody our story. And, you know, this isn't just 
going to be a job for the three of us. This is our dream. You know, this is what we have wanted to do for so long. So, I mean, for, you know, just really excited to just have, you know, customers and people that believe in our dream enough to come and, you know, spend a few dollars on a beer. I mean, that's just, that's crazy. You know, I mean, from where we all came from. I'm really excited about our space too. Our space at 2000 Vine, the building, I was just in there yesterday. Our building is 150 years old, has been abandoned for 40 years, full of graffiti, top to bottom, insane amount of character. It also sits on almost two acres of land, so we'll be able to have some outdoor activities and stuff like that. So really excited about that, too. You know, opening a brewery is a dream of mine, too, but the location for sure, like, is pretty top-notch as far as I'm concerned. I mean, the whole project, my man, is pretty top-notch. We talk about black excellence a lot. This is it. I tell you right now, you got a whole city behind you that is ready to get lit with Vine Street Brewery. We ready, (laughs) y'all. We ready. Kibbit. Elliot, Woody, man, thank y'all so much. Can you be back on this show, especially as we got new releases, as we open up? Let me know what I can do to help. Yeah, Yeah, anytime. Anytime. You just just let us know and we'll we'll be here. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Let's do a sports thing. He is the managing editor of BetSided.com. But on this show, he is the dulcet tones of one managing editor-in-chief. And we're going to talk Chiefs. Benny Heiss, my brother. How you doing, man? Hartzell, I'm great, man. I am always excited to have our conversations together. But I I, I was a little bit thrown off by, by the intro. Like, normally... Like we go, we got the back and forth, we got our thing, but like dulcet tone, I appreciate it. Like as someone who's, you know, got their career started in radio for several years, like my goal coming out of college was to get rid of this Mickey Mouse on helium voice that I got working for me. Try and sound a little bit more grown up as I've gone and aged throughout the course of the years, but like dulcet tones, man, like I, I wish I were that guy. I've been trying to be that guy without, you know, the whole three packs of cigarettes and, you know, <laughs> bottle of Jameson every day. Cause that's how you get a lot of those dulcet tones. That's but true. man, like I think of like a, I think of a Denny Matthews on Royals baseball. Like that's the dulcet tones of a hall of fame broadcaster. That's not me. Like I, I, I'm stuck with my voice, but like, I'd love to get there down the road. So maybe that's something to, to pursue. Benny, I would say you're already there, man, because I think of a storyteller. And, you know, I I start and end my day with you, Benny Heist. You know, maybe I'm checking out a podcast, you know, betting breakfast. I fall asleep to your bet knowledge and dulcet tones. First of all, I, I, some people would get offended when they say, I, you know, I, I listen to your podcast and I fall asleep to it. Not me. <laughs> Not me. No, 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 sir. I, I appreciate every single listen that we get. If, if our 15-minute show... Mondays and Thursdays on Bet and Breakfast is something that will help soothe your soul to the point where you can go to sleep and wake up feeling smarter about your betting knowledge, then, then I am 100% here for it. Make no mistake about it. But that, that's nice. I, I, I like the fact that uh, you and I are getting a chance to, to hang out in the morning and at night. Soothing the soul. Benny Heiss, once again, this sports segment has become a therapy sesh for the both of us. And that was, let's see, two minutes in. That was quick. <laughs> Listen, I think enough people know the bit by now that a couple minutes in, like, we're going to unpack some shit. <laughs> Let's go ahead and start unpacking, Benny Heist. We got a sports weekend. You're going to sports entertain us with all the hot takes. Benny, what you got? 
I'm fascinated by the Chiefs game on Sunday, and I'm curious about how you feel about it too, Hartzell, because there's still so much that's left to be determined with this team, right? Like, you get a big play at the end of the game. Mahomes, for like the first time in several weeks, actually looks like himself. And, and there's been a lot of commentary about whether or not that play, that scramble over to the right side, finding Tyreek Hill streaking down to extend for the first down, closing the game against Green Bay is like, that's, that's the catalyst now. Like, the Chiefs are back. And apparently Vegas seems to, to think that they're going to be just fine because once again for week 10 in the NFL, they have Kansas City as a three-point road favorite against the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, I will tell you, Hartzell, as somebody who has been advising people to just back off a second on, on betting the Chiefs this year because their numbers against the spread have been atrocious. We've talked about it on the podcast before. They're 2-7 and seven against the spread this year, right? The number that continues to be hung on them in Vegas is just too inflated. And I wonder this week whether or not it's the same type of situation, regardless of how you feel the Chiefs might be getting back on track. For me personally, I kind of like Vegas here. They're at home. It's a primetime game. I know the Chiefs are like 36-13 and 13 against the AFC West division since Andy Reid came here. And those are all very impressive stats. But until I start to see a little bit more consistency from this offense, and here's the other thing too, like it starts with Mahomes, and he'll get there. Like He's too talented and too insane of a player not to Hartzell, but the dude only has two touchdowns in his last three games. For most NFL quarterbacks, you're right, all right, that's a little bit of a slump. For Mahomes, that's alarming. And I think that goes to show just kind of how spoiled we've gotten over the last three years, that that type of slump all of a sudden leads people into panic mode. I'm not saying I'm there. I'm just saying I'm not ready to bet on them at that number. Because remember, Hartzell, you're supposed to bet the number and not the team. So right now, I think it's going to be a hell of a game, a close game. But I like the Raiders getting three at home this week. I really do. What's your gut say, Benny Heist? What is your gut telling you? Because I am someone, you asked what I think about the game. I'll be real with you, Benny. I just want us to get to the bye week. I mean, do you think that Mahomes played at Tyreek? Did that turn everything around? I, I don't think that's a turning point. I, I don't think one play is representative in a long sample size of, of times where I've seen him do it over and over and over again. I just think like everything is kind of out of sync for this offense and for this team. And yeah, the defense has played better, but they've also done it against bum quarterbacks at home, right? Like, these are all things that I feel like we have to take into consideration. So I think you're right. I think the bye week, especially with Andy Reid's track record coming off of bye weeks, that means a lot more to me than just one play where Mahomes made a play as did Tyreek Hill. Like, guys make plays throughout the course of the game. There just weren't a lot of them. So I, I can't look at one play as like a key turning point. And maybe I'll be proven wrong. And if so, that's fine. I can admit that I was wrong. But I think I need to see a little bit more, a little bit more consistency, a little bit more firepower to the point where like it's not just confidence from one player. It's confidence from everybody. And I think that just takes more time. All right, Benny Heist, who you got? Who's that KC morning showman of the game? Who you thinking? I think we'll see a better offensive performance. I think the defense will go back to struggling because I do think the Raiders have a lot of talent on offense. And they've also been able to exploit Kansas City in the past. So I'll... I'll give it to Mahomes this week. I, I, I hope I'm not using up my Mahomes card. I, you know what I mean? Like, I, like I don't want to use Mahomes in a game that I think is going to be really close or, or possibly even a loss. So maybe I can come back to him a little bit later. Maybe I get two Mahomes cards over the course of the season. Uh, but I, I think he'll play better. Like, I think Chiefs fans will go into week 11 
after the Sunday night game feeling better about the offense. I, I think they'll still have their frustrations with the defense. Because I think I can see this being like a, a 32 to 30 game, like a 33 30 game. And so the defense, you're going to have all those question marks again, but I think the offense will finally start to, to pick things up again. Again, you need consistency from both sides here. So I like Mahomes to get back into a bit of a groove. I like them to be able to run the ball against the Raiders as well. But I, I will say Mahomes only because I think for the first time in several weeks, he starts to look more like himself. And the AFC is giving us plenty of opportunity to stay in this thing. Yeah, you're, you're not kidding, man. I, the, the game for the Bills losing uh, to Jacksonville last week was pretty remarkable. Um, you know, the Tennessee Titans, I, I think they're on upset alert this week. They're at home against the New Orleans Saints, uh, and they lost at home to the Atlanta Falcons. Like, the NFL, Hartzell, is so weird, and that's what makes it so fun. Like, you, you legitimately can look at your team and think, all right, Maybe there, there's a couple breaks here for for things to go our way, and our team could suck. Like I did not anticipate, I did not anticipate my Chicago Bears having a prayer against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and all of a sudden Justin Fields balls out and looks like a real ass quarterback. So like things can happen that you just don't expect, and it's a week to week league. That's why everybody's reaction is so visceral and it's so aggressive because one week you think you know that team, and then next week that team goes and loses to Jacksonville. That's the fun of the NFL. Vinny Heiss, my brother, what can we go check out this weekend over at BetSided.com? What you got? About a million things. Like, we're keeping, <laughs> we're keeping so busy. I, I love our staff to death. They have just been so wonderful and uh, just cranking out, like, a bunch of really insightful columns and insights and betting. Uh, everything you need for the NFL for Week 10. We got previews. We got prop bets. Same thing for college football. The NBA, of course, has been out and about. If you're looking for a little outside coverage, I, you know, got some UFC, MMA, PGA, like every sport that you're looking to try and find a betting angle that's going to resonate with you and not overwhelm you with like 3,000 words and a ton of data and analysis, just something that you can read in, soak up, get in and out of your day. Like that's what we have for you. So yeah, people can check that out. It's over at fansided.com slash betsided. Or just Google search Betside and you'll be able to come find it right away. And, and definitely for anybody that's on the socials, uh, we are on Instagram. We are on TikTok. We are on Twitter, at Betside. And please give us a follow. A lot of the content is really strong. I think you guys will enjoy it. Biddy Heiss, he is the managing editor on this show, the editor and chief. All hail the chief of betsided.com. Benny, I appreciate you. I guess we'll tell these folks now. This is how much Benny loves the KC Morning Show and loves you, the KC Morning Hose. My guy's broadcasting remote from Chicago. Chi-Town, what up? Chi-Town. It is, it is good to be back in my old stomping grounds just for a day or two. Uh, it's funny. I, I did the old family swap where, where my mom came in to check up on the boys and, and my wife was recovering from, uh, from life surgery. Uh, and, and they were able to just give me like a day or two away to kind of clear my head, go see some family. I got, I got grandparents in, in their nineties that I wanted to, to say hello to have some breakfast with, give them a hug and a kiss. Uh, so that part's really nice just to be able to, to go and spend some time and listen, man, like all of us have our villages and we are appreciative of them. So shout out, shout out to mom, shout out to Cheryl for, for coming into to KC uh, to take care of the fam for a couple days. You tell Ma you made it, my friend, because I love what you got going on at BetSided. We got a good thing. It takes a village, and we got the best village in the world, man. Our village is great, man. Always a pleasure to heart. So always fun to talk to you, my friend. Have yourself a wonderful weekend, all right? You too, my brother. We'll chat next week. You got it.
going straight to one place, right to Kansas City. The KC Morning Show. My friends, Hall of Fame Weekend in Kansas City celebrates the best of college basketball's past and present. It's more than a game. Join the action at T-Mobile Center on November 22nd and 23rd as Kansas State, Arkansas, Illinois, and Cincinnati battle in one of the nation's top early season tournaments at the Hall of Fame Classic presented by Hotels.com. T-Mobile Center will be rocking as the Hall of Fame Classic semifinals pit Kansas State versus Arkansas and Illinois versus Cincinnati, followed by the consolation and championship game the next night. Four big-time programs from four big-time college basketball conferences all competing on the same floor. And during the games, don't miss appearances by the members of the National Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame Class of 2021. History, tradition, and high-level action in the heart of Kansas City. This is college basketball's biggest stage. Get your Hall of Fame Classic tickets now at HallOfFameWeekend.com or at the T-Mobile Center box office. You don't want to miss this. You're listening to the KC Morning Show.